Again, damn, son, to the triangle offense. The only reason I mentioned that is because the Lakers are playing right now, and, we, and I'm watching Phil, it. Phil Jackson, <laughs> shout out to the Lakers. Um, you know what that? You know what that shit reminds me of all the time. Um, one of the only good scenes in uh, the Suicide Squad movie of uh, of Will Smith's dead shot. Uh, talking about that shit. Oh. He was like, you you have you ever heard of a pep talk? You ever heard of Phil Jackson? Triangle <laughs> bitch. <laughs> That's all I can remember. Yeah, but what's good, guys? It is the Brown Steve Jobs next to Steve Austin, aka your host Norrin Rad, aka Ozzy Mandy is here joined on HD Clear Audio Streams by the Gostoso from the Lost Borough Clown Prince. And unfortunately, Magneto could not join us. For bending metal reasons, and Zoom, Zoom is stuck in the Speed Force. It's stuck in the Speed Force, <laughs> I guess. But I'm I'm not gonna tell y'all where he's at this week. He has to keep that private. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're chilling with villains, and and we're back today to discuss a few things that dropped, some news, and conference is gonna run point today. So take it away, my guy. Damn. I low-key love running point for some reason. Of course, dude. You've been, <laughs> you've been putting up some numbers lately. <laughs> Triple doubles. Feel me? Um, well, first and foremost, let's discuss a little bit about um, Justice League Dark. So, Bad Robot, for those that know don't know Bad Robot, it is J.J. Abrams' uh, production company. If you don't know who J.J. Abram is, he directed The Rise of Skywalker, which many of you might have hated, which many of you might have loved. Either way, it hit a billion. You're tight. Um, <laughs> and, and he also directed one where majority rules on the favoritism, um, yeah, The Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah. Yes. He also directed Star Trek. He also directed, uh, what else did J.J. Abrams direct? He also directed Super 8. That's a sleeper hit. Ooh, that was J.J.? Yeah, that was J.J. I really like that. Nice. He basically He basically is the the master of the, I guess, the mystery box, which is like, if you, got, if you guys are interested in looking it up, um, he comes up with this concept for when he's writing stuff, so... The mystery box is basically a, how do I put this? It's weird because he, he, he was an executive producer on the show Lost. Mm. And there was this, there was this, this, this plot line in the show of the hatch, which was this like door in the ground. And I guess I never saw Lost. Like I didn't care to watch it, but 
this was like a big deal on the show, like the hatch. Like people Hold on. To, what? I'm so sorry to cut you off. What's up? But Lost is something he created with Damon Lindelof. Oh, Jesus, I am watching this show. Yeah, but it had a really... I absolutely had, need to I'm watch I'm telling you right now, it had a really disappointing end, ending. Like... How you know if you ain't watch it? Because like I, all right, I didn't watch every episode, <laughs> but I did. I basically because my brother like like binged it. So this was years ago. Uh huh. He binged it and like I would ch- I would just check in on what like what like what episode he's watching and stuff and like <laughs> like the the concept is great. Like the concept is really cool and stuff. It had really cool moments. Because I'm just I'm just like basically basing this off of his reaction to certain episodes and all that. And, right and the end and um and he basically said like it, it felt like like Dexter Dexter was a great show up until the end where the writing got lazy and it got kind of weird like it was just like okay so this was the point of all this so the reason I mentioned Lost is because he started that theory of, like that that weird uh, plot line of the hatch like and it's basically the mystery box which is you don't know what it is what what it's what his ties are to the story. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of carried that out in some of his films. Like, for example, in in Super 8, he kind of did that with kind of... In Super 8 and Cloverfield, we're kind of showing you... Showing you what's going on without actually revealing all of it. Like, for example, in Cloverfield, the majority... The, the entire film was all handheld, like, camera and stuff. You mm-hmm. never... You barely got to look at the monster in Cloverfield. And then in Super 8, you barely got to look at the alien in Super 8. Sorry to spoil that for you, but whatever. But Damn, bro. Now I'm not watching it. <laughs> that shit came now out I'm like just not watching it. 12 years ago. Nah, it's, but did I watch it? No. <laughs> so it's a spoiler. <laughs> but um, I had asked you a, a question before we started the show where... So back back to um why we brought up JJ in the first place. Yeah. So his production company, uh, Bad Robot... Uh, signed a new deal with Warner Media, and they are going to produce um, films and TV projects based on DC's Justice League Dark. So we're talking, you know, Constantine and uh, Zatanna or Zatanna, however you would like to pronounce it, uh, Swamp Thing. So like these these types of characters who I feel a lot of people really enjoy. Like I, I didn't realize how many people thoroughly enjoy Justice League Dark and some of the storylines that they have. But so his production company is developing these these films. And now I had asked you, do you think JJ will go on to produce a, a film or a show? And you told me no, but you do think for majority he will be producing. And yeah. I'm over I'm over here on IMDb right now. Shout out to IMDb. Um, even though y'all don't need the shout out. Yeah, this is not an ad. Y'all don't need the shout out, but shout shout to y'all. Wow. Shout out to y'all anyway. Um, so he's mostly he he's produced a lot more than he's directed or written. So clearly that seems to be his strong suit. Yeah. And I feel like that's why you said what you said when you were like, he'll probably produce more than he will direct. Yeah, man. That's my guy. And and I that that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, you not that you have a biases toward him, but uh, you've always praised him. So do you think these movies with him behind kind of just, you know, operating behind everything, you think they'll be successful? Um, I think I have the utmost faith in him because he specializes in the weird. He's like he's kind of like a more a more polished James Gunn. 
not not but, on not not on the comedy side but on the on the concept side like he, you know you know why that's so funny you just said that because i know you're not on the instagram chat or like you are but you're not really involved in, yeah. in instagram anymore brian said the same thing he uh not that he said the same thing look he got he got james gunn and jj confused uh, so when when i had sent it in the chat he was like oh this this is perfect for for him and mark was like why is that and brian goes well because he did uh guardians and it's it's uh, a group of people that people don't care about and i'm like i'm like oh you're thinking of james gunn my guy but Still, nonetheless, JJ is a great, great suit for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Because so it was, he, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, he he can handle the like the weird stuff. Like he, come on, man he he made he made Star Trek cool. And I'm right. I'm gonna get the gun ready for this. Uh oh. Hold on, let me get some bullets together. Just... <laughs> Hold on. And so what I mean to say by that is that. To anybody listening who is a Star Trek fan prior to the movies, that shit is garbage. <laughs> Let the shots off there. Let me pass the chopper back. Is, now. is it? There's a new one coming out, right? With with my my guy Patrick Stewart coming back. That's a show. That's, yeah, there's a there's a show on on CBS. I think it's called Picard. His old ass. But yeah, shout out to Sir Patrick Stewart. And but yeah, like the that old Star Trek, the old Star Trek stuff is all garbage to me. Super Damn. dated. Damn. Don't care about it. But um I do love what JJ did with the new Star Trek series. He made it fresh, he made it fun, he made the characters likable, he made the char- the characters memorable. Fucking Zoe Saldana was in that too. Like so <laughs> Yo, I feel like she just finds her way into, into every anything sci-fi, bro. She's just like, oh, she's the sci-fi queen. She's the sci-fi queen. <laughs> like what? Yeah, but, yeah she, she's sure. a beast in that. And like, and I think JJ JJ did um, he did one of the Star Treks, or two of them. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but he did the first one for sure. He was executive producer on Into the Darkness. And on Star Trek Beyond, Justin Lin directed that, I believe. Who he did Fast and Furious. I know that shit was really good. That shit was a mm-hmm. I had a blast watching that. But yeah, JJ JJ is a great pick for this. Um, DC looks like they they've been cooking up, they've been cooking up a lot behind the scenes. Honestly, man, like Warner Brothers really has been, you know, getting their shit together. They want to create this this universe, no matter how fucked up and unconnected it is it's still content that people want to see and they're on their high horse right now you know especially even though you say what you want about the cw you know they did what they did with that we we talked about that in our last yeah, podcast and never been done before so and right and then you know the success of joker um which was complete they probably were as surprised as everyone else was that that yeah. shit hit a billion like over bill but um, just touching up on, on JJ, last few to me is, you know, I think if, um, and I feel Warner Brothers knows better than anyone, just let whoever is directing or, or the creator, let him have creative freedom. And I think if they give him that, I, I don't see, see that is, why not. I don't know. I'm iffy on that considering, all right, the... Like I mentioned this anytime there's there's a there's a successful movie that that just breaks the bank. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> breaks the bank in a good way, not not a bad way. Because I know usually breaking the bank. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Let me just do a round of applause. The Lakers won. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. But yeah, back to this. So okay. Um, Joker. The budget for Joker was what, like forty million. Um, I can look that up for yeah, you right why now. Why you look that up? Yeah. So, the smaller the budget, the easier it is to let the the less of a risk it is, like moving forward with production and marketing and stuff. Because like, Joker was a small film with big results, clearly. Mm-hmm. And I mean small film, not in terms of its importance or anything or its impact. I mean in terms of production like there was not it was not a giant budget film it was not endgame it was not any any of these big blockbuster films that that get a shitload of money put behind them it was 55 mil look at that and that's not even including marketing so i guess you could say around seven like maybe 60 75 mil that was spent on that and they got back a billion that is an amazing turnaround but again the less the, the 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 lesser the budget, the more creative freedom you have, which is why Deadpool works, which is why Deadpool Two works, which is why Shazam worked. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it, it varies, man, and and depending on what JJ pitched to them, will I guess depend on how much creative freedom he has going forward. Because like, like let's keep it real, like. Warner Brothers, like I don't have that much trust in them when it comes to big production stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the 250 million range because I'm not counting Shazam in this because Shazam was a low budget film. It was, and people people keep mistaking like, oh, it didn't do well in the box office. Like, yes, yes it, it did. did. It didn't. It didn't. You're you're looking at is oh, it didn't hit a bill, so it did bad. Like no, like if if it has a turnaround that. It profits from it, and it's getting a sequel. That means it did it did good. Like people, you know, studios aren't aren't gonna just demand a sequel if it, the movie didn't profit. Yeah, yeah. That just sure. makes zero sense. So, but no, I I definitely see where your your point is um, on that, and you know, um, because he was rumored. I know JJ was rumored uh, for a Superman movie, but. I think I know that, that shit, he would, he but I heard I heard that him and him and Zach are are, are I don't want to say close friends, but I heard that you know they have a mutual respect and and a mutual friendship. Yeah. So I don't think I feel like he's having like a a a bro code moment where he's like, you know what, maybe I won't touch this because this is still yours, and not even that. It could just be, hey, Warner Brothers, like, hey. We have something planned already yeah, uh, that that doesn't require, you know, you. But, hey, how about this Justice League Dark? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think you know. that JJ, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a great choice for anything, anything, um, anything weird in sci-fi or, or, or in the fantasy realm or whatever. Like, he, he just gets it. That's, that's, like, if you guys are unsure about this, just, I know, I'm <laughs> We're not the most trustworthy of opinion holders, but tr- trust trust my judgment at least. This is an Ozymandias take. Like he, JJ is that is that guy for it, because like just yeah. just look at all his I guess the the script leaks that I don't care about to be honest. Oh, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but like all the plot points and stuff that he had planned Hashtag and all. Tag, release the JJ cut. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> on Disney Plus. <laughs> It right, but matter. man, shout out to him. Shout out to Warner Brothers. Shout out, shout out to uh, Justice League Dark. Uh, let's see, let's see what's up. Yeah, 
Um, well, since we are in the uh, Star Wars category, um, we could discuss. I know both you and I don't really. Uh, I I haven't watched Clone Wars yet, but I will now just because the trailer I saw for season seven, which is the final season of the Man, Clone Wars. Seven seasons. Yeah, Jeez. looks dope. Yeah, it looks fire it. and. Uh, it is on Disney Plus for those wondering all the seasons. So if you want to catch up before um, the last season comes out, you can do that. It will air, start streaming February 21st. Uh, we won't go into too much detail because both Ariel and I are kind of a little bit clueless when it comes to this right now. <laughs> for real. <laughs> shout, shout out to Magneto who would have been like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, he would have been <laughs> killing it. My son Brian would have been killing it right now. He'd be like, what? No, 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 no. The rest of the podcast dedicated to this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on Disney Plus as well, uh, She-Hulk series is eyeing to begin filming in July in Atlanta, Hotlanta, with the Migos. Uh, the Migos are uh, are scheduled to uh, make a cameo <laughs> in the first couple of episodes. <laughs> Yo, shut up, nigga. What the fuck? Uh, that's just a rumor. Uh, Look at the Migos. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Yo, if that happens, bro, I want money. I want some sort of compensation from Disney Plus for, for that. Calling <laughs> for nah, calling but, it? For calling it. Like, is there anything... Who is attached to this project, though? Like, is there any... Like, I know they're going to start filming, <laughs> but like... What, what? Bro, I haven't heard... How are we going to start filming in July and we don't even have casting yet? <laughs> Nobody is casted. There's no director. There's no producer. There's absolutely nada. I mean, the only, I guess, uh, legitimate, valid producer is Kevin. But that's about it. <laughs> Kevin Feige, he's, he's the only one Yo, developing the show. They're like, they're like uh, Kevin, um, do you have any plans yet for this? He's like, oh, shit. He was oh, like, was oh. To come out? Damn, I he's forgot. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, we got to postpone this. Can y'all like make an announcement? Cause I don't have shit. <laughs> Yo, Kevin's about to direct, produce, write, and star in this shit. <laughs> Hello? No, 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 I'm here. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> yo, because you know, you know, I be losing connections. Yeah, yeah, my bad, bro. my bad. You, you can't be doing that. You can't be scaring me. I'm like, I was about to throw everything away. The 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 headphone, the mic, the laptop. Erase the docket. Gone. Erase everything. Like the timeline. Erased everything. Nah, but yeah, like uh, I, I mean, sometimes TV shows work like that. They they keep a lot of shit on the wraps. Cause remember, guys, remember. Let me just keep, cause you know I'm, I'm the Marvel correspondent here. So every TV show that you see on Disney Plus involving an MCU property or character will be involved in films moving forward. So anything, any kind of plot line or or character development arc that will be started with. She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, all these shows, um, it will be touched upon in the films eventually. So look forward to that. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to She-Hulk. Not that I'm excited for it, because I'm not excited for anything. Just, just make it good. So I, I, just, I just think it's interesting because I think that this whole Universal deal, I think that that was rumored. Remember the thing about the Hulk? That they, mm -hmm. that they got the, the rights back from Universal? Right. Maybe they, maybe the reason they, maybe this has been a plan all along to kind of make the Hulk a bit more involved, even though he works great as a as a supporting character. 
Maybe bringing She-Hulk in. Maybe again, like like he could just be the 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 brains, and She-Hulk could be the muscle now. So she's Mark younger than him Ruffalo, too. Mark Ruffalo is She-Hulk confirmed. <laughs> no, is, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that like again, I I hope that they keep Mark Ruffalo on as the Hulk, and I mean obviously without dabbing since that's such a big deal to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to Zoom. And um, I just think that he will fit better as a supporting character and as a sort of like you know just like that OG Avenger that just that just stuck around. And um, She Hulk could be that new blood that they bring in to you know to just be a new part of the team that that could go out and do shit with them. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I just think you know it's, it's a great draft pick for them. Great draft right. pick. <laughs> It's like it's not the number one draft pick. Yeah, she's not the number one great... draft pick. She's not the number one it. draft pick. But we all know who the number one draft pick is for the MCU. Like for <laughs> Mahershala. Mahershala Ali is the number one draft pick. I'm, I'm really looking um, forward to Blade too. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of Feige, this man announced. Um, well, he didn't announce it, but obviously Marvel Television. So we're talking about the shows that aren't on Disney Plus. Um, it's being rebranded as Marvel TV Studios. That is the renamed Holy division shit. that w- Marvel is producing for platforms outside of Disney Plus. So, so ABC, right? ABC, exactly. Hulu. But a, a lot of the shows got canceled, so that's why I'm a little confused. Oh I, I thought, shit! I know what this is going to. Uh oh, what, Bruh. Uh oh, <clears throat> what. <laughs> By next year, Marvel MCU can use Daredevil and and Punisher and Jessica Jones and and Luke Cage again and Iron Fist. I think they're gearing up for that. Mm, that's a good point. And I a hundred percent would not be upset at that. As and if if you're evil if you're able to keep um all the the actors that to reprise their roles, even better. You yeah, know, I, I mean, there's there's probably a slim chance of that. I don't know. Who knows? Right, because I think the only show right now is Agents of Shield, and that's on its last season, I believe. Oh, like it's like, for sure gonna finish? Like it's done? Yeah, um, okay. I'm pretty sure I could confirm that, but I know like Runaways and like yeah, that's on all those, Hulu. Yeah, all like those Hulk other shit dagger. got yeah, shit's got canceled. So I was like, why? What is the point of this? But now you're, you know. You brought up a good point that yeah, I think that the could point be, of this could be for that. Yeah, I think that could be the the the, the branch of Marvel that that's the more adult side of stuff, maybe that that could help develop stuff for Hulu and all that, you know. Right. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, season seven of Agents would be its last season. Oh, look at that! Um, well, they had a great run. I mean, they had they had a, they had a pretty yeah. extensive fan base as well. So hell yeah! Um, I need to get back into that. I, I keep. Uh, not that I'm slacking. There's just so many fucking things to watch. Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. Um, still sticking with the MCU and whatever they're doing. Um, today, just recently, about an hour ago, uh, Captain Marvel 2 is officially in the works with WandaVision writer Megan McDonald set to pen the script. Um, what has she done before? Let's let's look at that, shall we? That is yeah. a great question. Because like I'm looking at WandaVision Wanda at... hasn't come out yet, so we don't know whether yeah, that's yeah. a the thing is like for now on, we're gonna make sure that you guys are informed as to what you're gonna expect of anything, any project coming forward. So that's why I ask these questions because like 
It matters. It matters for your perception and for, I guess, your anticipation for the film because WandaVision is being, I, at least is rumored to be pitched as some, some sort of fantasy sitcom. So I don't know. Right. What did this lady do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's not tracking well that she is not on IMDb. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> she's a draft pick for real then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, she's a traffic. She she's uh, a real traffic. I mean, I can't tell if this is her. Um, let me see. There's two men. Oh my god, it's such a common name. I guess there's two of them on IMDb, but one is an actress, so I don't think that's her. Wait, even on the WandaVision page, it doesn't show her name. Oh, smart man. Let's do that. Does WandaVision even have an IMDb link? It ah, should. it does. It does. That'll be O'Deep and didn't. Uh, let's see. La la la. Uh, but oh, but while while I'm looking that up, um, so the directors for the first Captain Marvel, uh, Anna uh, Bowden and Ryan Flick, uh, will not return for the sequel, but are in talks to remain in the MCU and possibly direct the Disney Plus series. And on top of that, Marvel Studios is hoping to find a female director for the sequel. So, you know, I, I, you know, man, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I see a lot of Captain Marvel hate now, and it wasn't like that when the movie came out. What? So, wait, are you like, being, are you kidding around? No, I swear to God. Nah, dude. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying in terms of, I know what you mean because a lot of people were hating on Brie because she's very uh, open in terms of, uh, you know, empowering women and. Not belittling men, but, you know, like, old white men in Hollywood. It's like, yo, fuck y'all, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I know that's why a lot of people have the issues. But in terms of the actual movie, I didn't see it getting hate when it first came out, especially because of the post credit scene leading up to Endgame. I feel like now all that hype is gone, and people are just like, yo, Captain Marvel was, was, was trash. I'm like, what? Y'all wasn't saying all this before. Yeah. At least at least I didn't hear this this type of slander before. Nah, fam. As soon as she appeared, as soon as she was a guest host on Jimmy Kimmel, all that hate went away. Like, it's just crazy, man. People switch up like I mean, crazy. I have, I, look, I think that the whoever should direct Captain Marvel 2 should be Patty Jenkins. That's my draft pick. She, she did a great job with Wonder Woman. At least, she did a great job with the story scenes, like with the with the character development scenes, with the action. That was like the only thing that the only action set piece that I liked in in, in the Wonder Woman film. Like, if I'm being completely honest, was the was the trench scene, which was really cool, and the scene where they're in the town and she kicks a dude through a wall and he's totally not dead, which is fine. <laughs> Bro, just say you hate DC. It's nah, fine. Nah, I don't hate DC. <laughs> I'm, ch I'm joking. I don't, nah, we don't got to get into here, that. Zoom was uh, here. I know, know right? Bro, but wow. Nah, but... Um, so, yeah, I can't find Megan McDonald, so let's just pray I for think the best. I just saw an article that says this is her first writing credit. Like, this is, like, her first gig. Oh, well, shout out to her. Yeah, um, she's a real draft pick. No pressure. Um, we wish you the best. We, we hope that... Um, <laughs> we hope that your writing is good and that we'll put up some you know, numbers, Shorty. Right, right. 
I, I, I was trying to sugarcoat it as much as possible, but <laughs> nah, no, that, yeah. that's just, no, but that's pressure. Like, like you always say, let's just you know, just make it good, make man. it good, yeah, make it good. Also, I think is is one did one division get pushed up? Or yes, did, it did get pushed up to twenty twenty to twenty this, this year? year. Yeah, uh, it, I think it's I think it's the first uh, Marvel MCU Disney Plus series that's coming out. Damn, so, it got pushed up. So then what the hell? Like Yeah, man. They they um, I don't know how to feel about that now because I kind of like how the how the slate was looking like like uh at D23 like when they presented everything. Right. I kind of like I how could, everything I could check has, it out right now. Yeah, I kind of like how everything had, was spaced out and everything had its time to develop and all that. Well, I mean, you out of all people, should have faith in Kevin and no, where I, he places things. No, <laughs> I do, but the thing is that it's it's still a bit weird considering like they haven't. I mean, who knows if they started filming yet or not? You know. Yeah. No, I yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, unless see, they but, already started filming, and I guess production is going so well that they're just like, hey, we could kind of get this done by then. The the only two to 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 come out this um year are the falcon and the winter soldier which i think that is still coming out before wandavision because that's already started filming yeah but that's supposed to come out in the fall unless wandavision yeah, is getting pushed right back late to... 20 um wandavision wandavision is coming right before loki because that's early 2021 what if mid 2021 hawkeye late 2021 oh and the rumors that it got pushed back have been debunked that is not true um, I don't know if we mentioned that, but I'm mentioning it now. That's right. still good to go. Oh no! So WandaVision is filming both. Uh, both. Well, uh, both Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are yeah, filming. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, Winter Soldier. That's slated to come out. Um, and and then also Mandalorian season two, guys. That that's coming this year too. As the corner yeah, of John, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. John John Fav, making it happen. Um. Wow. Uh, Zack Snyder just posted another photo. Uh, we'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. I'll get yeah, into yeah. That after the bit. commercial break, guys. I'm, I have actually, I have, I guess you could add something new. I'll, I'll talk to you off mic, and I, th- I have a topic to bring up that sure. I read about earlier in the week. But before before we go to break, can I just see if there's anything else that's worth mentioning right now? Yeah, go ahead, man. What's up? Um, no. No, there is not. We'll just talk about the rest during after break. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, do me a favor, please. Yeah. Go to commercial. All right, we back. Thank you all for sticking by. And um, shout out to Anchor for continuously sponsoring us. I mean, come on. We like, where else would you go? The greatest. To start a podcast and more. So go check out Anchor at anchor.fm. And yeah, guys, um, we're going to get to some uh, Snyder news. <laughs> um, don't worry, guys. I'm reaching. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm reaching, but... What's it called? So, Snyder, he's been... When he posts pictures, or at least when he's posted about the Snyder cut, it's always been in black and white. But now... The la- the last two pi- well the last picture he posted I'm sorry it was of Jeremy Irons Alfred, um it was in color, GQ so, Alfred. GQ Alfred exactly um, so to me, 
that means Warner Brothers allowing him to color grade his movie right now. That's what that's what it means to me. Because <laughs> he had all he had the film. It was all in black and white though. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm not going. I can't release this. They're like, word. He's like, yeah, let me finish this shit. Let me just finish the color grading, do a couple things. They're like, I bet. Um, but that that that's um, <laughs> that's that, and also, I don't know why it came up now, mm-hmm. but. I guess because people just like to stir the pot. Um, there was an article that's been going around, like Shazam star uh, Zachary Levi, Mr. Shazam himself, uh, says that the finished Justice League Snyder Cut release is not happening, right? And then, like, he kind of, like, mocked it and laughed about it. Um, this was back in October, and people are talking about it now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Like I said, people just want to stir up the pot, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and my guy was getting like he would people were going off on him on Twitter and he was kind of pressing them back. People were like, yo, your movie sucked, this and that. So don't get me wrong. Like there's toxic fans in every every fan base. There is like to me, obviously, you know this. Our listeners know this. I'm a very firm believer in the Snyder Cut. I'm not going to take time out of my day to tweet Zachary Levi that he sucks and his movie sucked just because he said one thing about something that I like. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Zachary Levi is going by on his day and I'm going by on mine. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, but of course you had them diehard Snyder fans that went at him and I saw it coming. Uh, I posted a meme on it on our Instagram page. Uh, like, that shit from uh, Rick and Morty. Like, ooh-wee. <laughs> like, but dudes was was really pressing him, and he was just clapping back. He was like, no, nah, I'm not going to take this bullshit. But um, it's okay, Zach. Um, it's okay, Zachary Levi. The cut will come out. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope Shazam 2 is a success, uh, even though I did not really enjoy the first one. I hope the second one is better. Um, so, yeah, that's all I'm going to say before I say something mean. You know, it's not no uh, no reason for me to say anything mean towards Zach and his movie. Nah, he is, and, he is, he is Shazam. He's embodied the role. I respect that about right. him. And I also respect how himself he is about all this i think it's i think i also think it's it's also fun that he's like i guess mocking it in a sense because it's like who cares like just drop it you know what i'm saying like, at least that's how i feel about it i like that's that's like this is a great segue into into what i wanted to mention um something i i i read online which was a term called hype fatigue which is what i'm feeling right now about the snyder cut Mm. So Can you explain to us Me especially Because I don't know What hype fatigue is Hype fatigue is basically This Kind of overbearing Overwhelming Sense of like Constant Oh this dropped Oh this got teased Oh this got announced And like But there is no it, It just feels like We're running in place Like it just feels like Like yeah Like Ever since Zach started Posting on On Vero does it to me it doesn't feel like as the days go on and as every post like he he uploads the Zach the the Snyder cut doesn't doesn't really feel like it's coming out tomorrow or soon 
to be honest. Right. Like I'm I'm kind of tired. That's of how you're whole, feeling. Yeah, that's like again. I am. I'm looking forward to it like anybody else's. You know, I'm. I I hope it's great. I hope it's everything that that it's that it's it's hyped up to be. But I'm starting to get a little bit like yeah, like tired of it. Like okay, okay, guys, we get it. You're you're excited for this and you wanted to come out and you're campaigning for it. But it's like. And and it's not just for there's not just for the Snyder Cut that has hype fatigue. Like, there's a lot of things that get hype fatigue. Like. It, and it's not just it's not just comic book films. It could be uh, other kind of genres of films. It could be TV shows. It could be video games that that get hype fatigue as well. So kind of kind of in the sense how um, I believe I talked about this in a, in a previous uh, episode, and I always say it to you, me with the MCU sometimes like exactly. that kind of hype See fatigue. That, exactly like where where it's just like this kind of like it's just like. It's like kind a, of annoying, like, like yeah, you know what I mean, and and it's fine. No, to feel I, like I understand. That. Yeah, no, it is, it is. Um, and like what you said with the with the Snyder cut, um, yeah, I get I get that hype sensation. Um, just because I I really wanted to come out, and you do too. But you like, it's a good point you made. It's just like you're gonna keep teasing us and teasing us and teasing us, and I still don't see any sign of that. It's 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 coming. Exactly. That it's gonna happen. You exactly. know. <laughs> And and it's and it and even though he tells people, oh, keep the faith, like, like don't worry, it's gonna happen, and all that stuff, like, cool. But the thing is that it's, it, I guess the the whatever uh, whatever uh, non disclosure agreement that he signed with Warner mm-hmm. is kind of preventing him from speaking more on it. Right. Even though Jason Momoa dropped a huge bomb when he said it's amazing and all, like, like giving all these adjectives to us like that's great like it's fine right. like i don't mind it it's just like it just it's just it's getting to a point where it's just like all right guys like and it's not even more from zach it's more from the fan base that is just kind of overbearing but then it, it at the end of the day it doesn't matter because whether it comes out or not it's it's still up in the air regardless right. so- regardless it's still up in there in terms of what it being good no in terms of it even coming out Oh right, because so, we ha- we have yet to get any like concrete evidence of like yeah this is confirmed. Right, so that that's what I was gonna um that's what I was gonna say. I feel like, it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about this, but it's you know the topic that we're discussing uh, the Snyder Cut. Um, you're right. We don't have anything tangible to hold on to. It's just all speculation and all things that we hope are going to happen. And, you know, Warner Brothers and Zach, there's a lot of tease going on. But, like, even though I have that MCU fatigue, it's like when they announce shit, like, they announce it and it's happening because they're just known for that. Like, it, they, they have such a reputation. And you're right. You know, the, the, the Snyder Cut, although it does feel like it's closer and closer to coming, it's like there's no kind unless, – unless, you know, Warner Brothers or DC or someone officially says, you know – Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out, blah blah blah. A- everyone's still gonna have to be speculating for a little while longer. Yeah. So, yeah, the the hype fatigue. Um, it's a, n- a nice you learn something new every day. Yeah, like I I just think that it's it's like I'm telling you, man. Like it's it's annoying. Like it's getting to the point where it's just like, all right, guys. Like, and and again, I'm I guess I'm. <laughs> I've gotten the label of DC hater or whatever, but Zach <laughs> Zach directed one of my top five 
Zach has directed two of my top five favorite comic book films of all time. So, wow. Wait, I know. Wait. I know. Watchmen. So, Watchmen and and Men of Steel. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Watchmen and BVS. Okay. My so bad. like, I just think that you know, he's great. I trust. I I trust his 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 vision. I trust. I trust his creativity. It's just like, I I just want it to just come out. That's all. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. But I'm tired, man. Like it's just like, come on, what's going on? No, I I get it, man. Um, as am I, you know. And I'm. We've been talking about this the past couple of podcasts too. And I know it could probably get repetitive, but it's, you know, it's something that week in and week out, something new is either dropping or or something happens that makes us speculate even more. But it does seem like Warner Brothers is trying to get their shit together and trying to build a continuity. Mm-hmm. And it always begs the question, like, should they, you know, mm-hmm. or should they just continue? And we talked about this before. Um you know, because they did Joker as a solo hit, you know, anything they've done as a solo has prospered, at least wow, in the that's last. Very true. It's either prospered or been some kind of sleeper hit. Like Man of Steel to me was a sleeper hit. Like it like Bro, even though Man of Steel, like when it came out, I remember people were like, ah, it was whatever. Like it was born of this and that. Now Everyone loves that. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, my God. I, I didn't bring this up. But I thought it was cri- – hold on. Let me – I think it was at the um, – what was the most recent awards? The uh, the SAG Awards, right? Well, the SAG and the Critics, Critics Choice Award were, were the most the two recent ones. Nah, I, 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 I think it was in the, the SAGA one where um, they, they had like a hero's tribute. And they played the Man of Steel theme song. They played, um, what's it called? What's that? Flight. And they didn't even include Man of Steel in the Heroes clip. They didn't even include Cavill Superman in that. And I was just like, word? Like, y'all are a bunch of haters. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how y'all going to include the theme? How y'all, yeah, use the track, but don't use a single shot from the movie. Well, dude, that's that's they they would have had to pay for that. I think uh, I think I they think. used they used Black Panther, they used Spider Man, they used Aquaman, they used Captain Marvel. I'm literally watching it right now. Uh, they used Thor Ragnarok, they used the uh, uh, OG Wonder Woman, the the Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, Wolverine, Black Lightning's in there. Oh, I don't know. I think maybe 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 it was. I don't know. Whoever put that together just felt should get know. fired. That's what should happen. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> JK, I would never wish that upon anyone. But come yeah, on, dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not true. Jo- Josh Reed, I hope you never touch another DC project in your life, my oh, man. Oh my. All right, bro. Nah. We, nah, 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 nah. What you What you gotta say? Nah. <laughs> let, let me. Let me. Let me. Let me hold my guy down real quick. <laughs> you, uh, I'm not here to change how you feel. I'm just here to right. explain what happened. To my understanding, I know what happened, bro. I know what happened. I just like to, 
to you poke like to fun. I like to stir the pot. <laughs> um, but nah, I know, I know the whole. You know, I know, bro. Come on. No, no, I I'm know. A, I'm on top of the I don't think, cut. Nah, but the thing is that like there are people on Reddit and and on Twitter that I've seen like legit just like like throw like 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 give it up like that like be like yo fuck Joss and stuff. It's just like fam, hold on. Joss is the substitute teacher that didn't want to be there. <laughs> He's the substitute teacher that got called in like, that, that the class God. was like, oh, lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the class was like wasn't lit. listening. And then that's yeah, why we yeah. got Justice League. Like, so. That's why we all got detention for it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, guys, like, like hop off Joss. Like, he's, if anything, he's one of the, he's one of the people who, who. Who hold on? Who went against the grain with Marvel to get that Hawkeye farm scene in in Age of Ultron that actually helped develop certain characters? So, if it wasn't for him, the studio of Marvel and I think Kevin even would have like completely eight six that fucking scene, that whole segment of Age of Ultron that everybody was at the at the farm. And I think I we got it. some dope character development and 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 um and foreshadowing. In that section of Age of Ultron, which is what makes it an underrated MCU film, but and that's all again. That's all Joss. That's all Joss. And again, Joss can handle big budget stuff and can handle superhero stuff. It's just imagine getting called in mid production of a film to just clean up, like just to clean up whatever, like just be like, yo, can you get us? Like, who knows how long they gave him to develop or clean up the script and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't. For, this isn't for you, JB. I'm just saying. Like this is like for anybody nah, get it. who doesn't understand or who hates Joss for whatever reason for for Justice League and stuff. It's just like all uh, I'm saying is if I see him one day, like, like I'm not. I'm not giving him a dap. You feel me? Like it'll be one of those knuckle touches. <laughs> like yo, what's good? Yeah. Oh, like nah, when nah, you nah, give I'm him happy. a pound and you keep it right there for yeah. you. you don't yeah. Yeah. Right. It right. <laughs> Right, it's like it's like um oh my fault, bro. I just washed my hands or my hands are wet, like you know, one of those. He'd <laughs> be like, uh, <laughs> like you're your not really trying dry, to nap them up. <laughs> it's like, oh they yeah, you know, shit happens. <laughs> um but not nah, man, I think in terms of uh news or in terms of uh things that have dropped recently, I think we pretty much got everything covered. Um I what I wanna uh talk on just briefly is you know something something a little bit more um broader something a little bit more grander than yeah, just comics um you know you know what i'm bringing up no <laughs> oh but you're gonna love it though it's your super bowl best picture oscar oh, nominations yeah. of 2020 um yeah we briefly so, went over it last podcast go check that out episode 40 and shout, right, out, and shout but, out to our boy real world the flash right my guy um, but what I, what I was going to say is, yeah, you know, like at the end of each episode now, I kind of want to, especially if it's not one specific topic, cause this, this show that we just did, you know, we were just spitballing whatever. Um, so why not continue just spitballing? Let's just talk about Oscar nominations. And I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear, um, you know, the Oscars will be live on Sunday, February 9th, um, which is also the same weekend Birds of Prey comes out. Yeah, so, so we'll be doing we'll be doing a pot. Ooh, that could be a fun be, podcast. Yeah, we're gonna be pretty busy that night. Yeah, we'll be pretty um, busy that night. But you know, so so we're we're gonna try our best, guys, and and we want you to continue, you know, commenting and DMing us, uh, different podcast topics. We don't want to just 
stick talking about comics. I mean, we don't mind it at all. We love it. And I'm sure you guys do too. But if there's any other topics you guys want us to discuss, we're more than happy to do it as long as we are cursed with knowledge on it. Because, you know, they'll talk, they'll tell us to talk about, you know, something and we're just like, oh, yeah, we have no idea what, what that is. So, and, um, and actually, nah, uh-huh. we, it's fine. If we, even if we aren't cursed with knowledge on it, I think. I think that's like even better. Yeah, I think it's even better because it's just, <laughs> because... you know, like just spitballing if anything. <laughs> yeah, man, but um so yeah, I just want to end this one uh talking about the nominees for best picture. Um because it, it was pretty it was pretty dope. Um I have a chat with with some of my coworkers and I didn't realize they were all movie heads too. Yeah. And I was like dope because I heard Parasite, which is one of the nominated films, was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I heard so too. I, I heard a lot of good things about Parasite. I, I would want to check it out, but there's there aren't any theaters near me that's playing it. And that's an issue I have with um, movie theaters. Right. Uh, like you, you like. I, I mean, it's kind of a geographical problem because considering that we mm-hmm. from NYC, that there's like there's like only select few theaters, at least that's near me. To my convenience, that that show um, certain indie films or foreign films, so you really right. gotta like look for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I no, think understandable. I my, yeah, I think I missed my my mark on that, but I'm, I'll definitely be sure to because every almost every Oscar film, I I kind of like to check out either before or after the award. So same. Yeah. Um, like last time around, when I was looking at the nomination, I was like, I have not watched any of these movies, or or not even that. I don't know any of these movies really but this year i know every single movie on there which is amazing and cursed with knowledge i know so ford versus ferrari that's one i want to check that Um, out man i do too because because i'm batman is in it (laughs) christian bale is in it matt damon is in it who is best friends with the other batman ben affleck um and also a cool story, a true story about Ford and Ferrari. So <laughs> I'm in it. Um, I still have yet to see. Wait, you're uh, in it? You know what I mean. I'm 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 in there. I'm in there like swimwear. Oh, um, I thought I thought you, I thought you was uh, I thought you was gonna like I, I pulled the Magneto. Yeah, I was in the post, I, was I thought you was gonna give us some competition for the for the, the 2021 Oscars because we got to give a shout out to Owen. Let me give a round of applause. That our boy Magneto also received the Oscar nomination for Extra of the Year <laughs> for 2019. Um, he's he's up against some 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 steady competition. So right, let's see if he if he pulls through. <laughs> um, so I still have yet to see The Irishman, which is obviously oh, available to me on wait, let me, on let me Netflix. Tell you, let me tell you how I feel about that. Uh oh, because I actually was able to check it out, considering that I'm injured. I've been home. I've been just playing Need for Speed and and watching films and on uh-huh. YouTube and all that. And um, I saw The Irishman. Um, I actually watched it by mistake. Like so. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, let me let me put you on. Uh, so elaborate. <laughs> so I have Apple TV, right? So I turned it on without turning my TV on first. So like, I just pressed the button like to. To select stuff or whatever, so like I just mm-hmm. I was just pressing like I was just clicking it, clicking it, clicking it, and I get I think it opened up Netflix because I had Netflix opened or or I was on I was I was on the Netflix app 
before right. I turned it off the, the night prior. Mm-hmm. And I was just turning it on. And I guess the movie just started playing. So, like, when I turned it on, I'm like, ooh, this is a nice shot. Like, what is this? <laughs> and then I saw that was the Irishman. So I just, I just like, got comfortable. I was like, all right. I, <laughs> it's three hours and 29 minutes. So let me, let me you know, <sighs> let me get comfortable with this. And um, to be honest, it's, it's good. It's a solid film. Like, technic, technical, like, you know, in a technical aspect. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. cool. Like, it's shot really well. The colors are amazing. The color palette is great. Like, shout out to cinematographer for that. I don't know who you are. Um, shout out to Martin Scorsese. Like, come on, bro. He's a master. Like, he's a master at the shit, but I'm I'm tired. <laughs> you know why? Because, like, the whole... I, I think he is the only one keeping this mob genre alive. Like, it's not necessarily... Scorsese, yeah. we're tired. This isn't cinema, nah, nah, bro. No, 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 It's It's not... All right, it is not per se a mafia movie. It has to do with, like, Jimmy Hoffa, who who was a... Um, who was the, the president of of a, of a union back in the, se- the 60s or 70s, whatever. Right. The acting, in, the acting in it was what stood out for me. So, Robert De Niro, I mean, Joe Pesci, you know, and Al Pacino... Come on, dude. <laughs> that's a lineup. That's these are these are number one draft picks from their time, dude. Yeah, hundred percent from different years, like from different generations and stuff. So, I I just I was just you know I appreciate like being um being young enough to experience it and also old enough to understand it. Right. So um I I appreciated the film like it was, it was cool like it wasn't as I like I'm not following the hype I'm not one to to dive into the hype and all that but it was cool like it was it was good like it was good it wasn't like i i don't know if if, if it should win best picture it won't but it is good and you know i still haven't seen it and it won't <laughs> but you know what i love i love that a movie like the joker is in there just because just because of this just because he was talking all that shit Martin Scorsese was talking all that shit about superhero films. But he and was comic talking about films. Marvel films, though. He was like, I don't nah, think he, he, he said, he said, nah, he, he went out on an interview after with Todd Phillips there. Like, they were, it was like a director's like round circle. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, he was like, oh, I, I didn't even know Marvel. I was just talking about superhero movies in general, which I, I, I feel like he's playing it off like, you know, Marvel, dude. Like, stop, stop, stop. Who are you kidding? But, Either way, shout out Todd Phillips, shout out Joaquin. Uh, that's in the nominations. Um, so I want to, you know what? I why I also brought up the Oscar nominations and having Joker in there. I think it goes back to your uh, your hype fatigue that you were talking about. What's up? Because because I look I look back at now at some of the comments people were making about Joker, and you know people are low key throwing shade at it. Like, oh, movie actually wasn't like really that good. Like, I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, please. Oh, my. Right. God, but when dude. it came out and when the stairs and like every, everyone was like having a blast, right? But then, of course, you know, because a couple months pass, now it's just like, oh, you know what? Now that I think about it, it it's not that good. Well, you know what? It's fine. If you think that now, you already gave in uh, towards the billion dollars that it made. Exactly. So, congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah. But the thing um, is that I don't think, like, Joker is one of those films that doesn't. I don't think it should warrant hype fatigue. Like, like all the Avengers stuff, okay, I get it. Like, you could get hype fatigue off of that. But the Joker, really, it's it's 
Yeah, Joker I don't. Wasn't... I don't even see it as a as a. I mean, it's based off a comic book character, but I don't see it as a comic book movie. I see it more of a a story about. It's a character study, man. That shit is. Yeah. Like, that shit is for film school dudes to to to, to dive in, dive Yo, deep, my listen, friends. Listen, listen. <laughs> on a technical level, on a technical ish, that shit should win Picture of the Year off of. Off of a technical level, of a, te- of a technicality, <laughs> no, not technicality. Off a technical level, <laughs> like for, because like the color grading in that dude, like the director of photography. Damn, what's his name? I'm gonna look him up because I'm gonna say his name because I just watched a YouTube. Got to shout him out. Yeah, but uh, so while you looking that up, um, one movie, another movie I did watch that's nominated is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I know you are a Quentin Tarantino, you know, guy. Um, I, I did enjoy it a hundred percent because how can you not enjoy a movie with Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie? Um, my thing about it was the ending was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The buildup to the ending was a little dragged. Okay. I kind of just felt like we were in this story about Cliff Booth, which, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not Cliff, about Rick Dalton. Yeah, Rick Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, again, with the type of actors that you have in this movie, they're gonna kill their roles regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They smoke. So that, so that's why, like, you're still sitting there, you're enjoying it because they're just killing their roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, Tarantino is actually making a show off of Rick Dalton's, um, like that show that he had in the movie, yeah, Bounty Law. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he like. He's, but the thing is that. I'm glad you brought that up because I could clear that up for anybody who's a Tarantino fan out there. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast before, but like, I'm Tarantino all the way. Like, he's he's on my Mount Rushmore. Like, him, Nolan, um, Guillermo del Toro. Um, wow, he's coming out with Nolan. something new soon too. Yeah, like all these guys are like are my son. Are, my son Nolan is so good. You named them twice. <laughs> <laughs> You said Christopher Nolan, uh, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like these are some of my favorite um, guys, and, and but Tarantino is like one of those those directors that I'm just like, yo, like like I eat up anything he puts out. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is something that is kind of aging pretty well with me because I've seen it three times already. Jesus, and it it came out like in August. Mm-hmm. I saw it like because it came out on Blu-ray and I pre-ordered it along with um Joker. And all oh, right, um, wait, yeah. wait. Well, sidebar. Shout out to Lawrence Sher. You were the cinematographer for um or director Joker. of photography for 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 Joker, bro. Like amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> he also worked on um the all all three Hangovers. Which, oh, so him and Todd Phillips have worked. Yeah, that's his for, guy. Yeah, that's his yeah. guy. Like the the one two punch, like like uh, Maybe Christopher they Nolan do movies and, together. Yeah, Christopher Nolan and Wally Fister and stuff like like that's great. That's great. Wow. Um, I feel like watching the hangover now. Yeah. Like and it kinda <laughs> like he legit made me go, you know what? Maybe Hangover Two and Three weren't that bad. Like <laughs> Hey, two wasn't that bad. You're no, it right. wasn't. Three I enjoyed was, two. Oof. I just thought three was just like an action movie. I was just like, what is this? Honestly on? though. One was yeah, that's not touching one. One yeah, is so good. One, one is in my one is in my uh, like top comedies ever. But but yeah, like Tarantino, um, his films are like they're very niche. Like like he is not like 
he is like one of those rebel directors that does not give a fuck how you feel about anything that he's making. Like he's gonna, like basically all his films make a statement. There's something mm-hmm. behind it, and like I feel like people have um, bashed it pretty badly. Like again, the the overall reviews are pretty good, but some of, some of my friends, including like you, have mentioned like, yo, it kind of drags a bit. Like, why did it take so long to lead up to that point? And unfortunately, right. I'm cursed with knowledge. <laughs> In the Tarantino yes. verse, and um, Tarantino verse released the Tarantino cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, all all his films are his cut. None of his films are like oh, like the, like yeah, he has deleted scenes and stuff. Like, but like that's all him. Like he writes oh, and directs every, almost everything that he that he does. <laughs> like so, he he's he's like LeBron when it comes to his movies, bro. Like he <laughs> triple doubles like all day. He's putting up numbers, but um. All right, so hit me with it. So, so why um? Okay, so why was it the way it was? All right, so once upon a time in Hollywood was one of those films that is just like this is a super meta movie about movies. Like to to right. to put it to put it straight, like it's it's basically about the golden age of Hollywood meeting the new age. The golden, I get it. Yeah, the golden age of Hollywood being the Westerns and all these, like, you know, these cheesy, like, uh, action flicks and stuff that it, that Rick Dalton represents. And then Sharon Tate, who was a real actress back in the day. Right. That's why Margot when, Robbie, um, represents, you know, if- yeah, represents the new the new wave of Hollywood, like the, the new sexy, raunchy, um, provocative, very fun and, and gleeful kind of style of, of uh, a funky Foxy Cleopatra films that, that, you know, that came out back in the day. And um, people say, oh, Margot Robbie's talent was wasted in the film. And like, and I completely um, disagree with that because there's a, like, uh, Tarantino is, is, is just like, um, is just is one of those directors that puts something in the film and it means something. There's nothing in there for no reason. Mm-hmm. Nothing in there is by mistake. So Sharon Tate being in that film was necessary because it's basically about everything leading up to the night that she died in real life. But in Tarantino's version of this, she actually lives. Spoilers for whoever hasn't seen it. And if you haven't, that's on you. I don't care. That that's why it was so that's why the ending I thought was so good because it was so surprising. Yeah. Because to me, it made so much sense with the actual title of the movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Exactly. Usually when you hear Once Upon a Time, it's like it's gonna end in a happy ending. Exactly. And that's what happened. Exactly. And I was just like, what? And for those that don't know, please, please read. I, I mean, I I absolutely love um, I know this sounds fucking crazy, but I love, um, you know, mysteries and, and like murders. Like, <laughs> I'm not a murderer, guys. I swear to God. Yo, I got a new sound on the soundboard for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love those types of shows at, that talk about real life, uh, like as sad as it is, like, like something like um, Mindhunters. For example, oh I don't yeah, Mindhunter, Mind yeah, 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 yeah. So you like which, you like crime dramas? You like you like that? Yo, shit. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. love it. And the whole Sharon Tate and, and the Manson family, like that, to me is 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 so fascinating. It's sad, but it's fascinating. I, lo- I love studying. I love reading it, and I, I love watching it. Um, 
you know, again, apologies because it, 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 they're tragic events. They're tragic real life events, yeah. you know, and I, I do feel like some directors and, and, and some creators do such a phenomenal job of bringing that to, to life um, to the point where I'm sure I'm obviously I'm not the only one that feels the same. And speaking of which, speaking of Mindhunters, um, the the actors were re were released of their contracts and the show might not get renewed. So I am very pissed about that. I am very upset because that is a phenomenal show. If you don't watch it, it's on Netflix. It is. There's two seasons. Phenomenal. Yeah, if, and it's executive add, produced if, and directed by David Fincher, by the way, which is another one on my Mount Rushmore. That that and but yes, but he is the reason why it might not get renewed because he is busy doing other shit, which I can understand because he is very well known. Yep. But nonetheless, uh, I'm gonna say if you don't like, if you're not into just you know shows that make you think, this is not for you. But if you are, if you're into that kind of shit then yeah because this is how a certain you know unit in the fbi became what it is today yeah it's basically about um, how serial serial killers came like the term serial killer came to be and that's right. a great again I'm, I'm glad you you went off on that like short tangent because it's still it still has to do with once upon a time in hollywood because yeah um charles manson is basically the culprit of of the climax of the film so um yeah yeah, like everything leading up to Sharon Tate's unfortunate um demise mm -hmm. and it just sucks like like these like Charles Manson if you don't know for those who aren't cursed with knowledge and just like I guess crime stories Charles Manson was this um Nazi drug dealer, uh, no, drug dealer, cult leader. <laughs> this Nazi, he probably was a drug leader, yeah. a drug lord too. This Nazi cult leader who um was a you know just a piece of shit and um he had like he never directly killed anyone he was just the basically the the delegator who delegated all these murders who who told people like yo kill the rich like start a race war like like kill these people and blame it on you know colored people and all that so basically what you see in the film is yeah like you get you get hints of it Leading up to um, the 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 last 15 minutes of the film where, where these hippies, like like well, Rick Dalton said, these fucking hippies, like, get the fuck off my driveway and all that stuff. He starts flipping out and all that. Like, and it, fucking, and, fucking blender of margarita in his hand <laughs> while he's doing it. And, the, and what's cool about that is that we see, we see in Rick Dalton a failing Hollywood actor who was on, on the pitfall of his career. Like, he is... He's on the downside, which is why Al Pacino's role in the film was important because he, again, like Tarantino puts this dialogue and these characters in there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So 10 minutes into the movie and you're like, oh shit, okay, I got it right away. I'm like, all right, so Brad Pitt is in a really bad spot and he's just been known for playing the bad guy. He's only played the good guy, Jake Cahill in Bounty Law. And after that, he's just played the heavy, a.k.a. the the bad guy in every show or movie he's been in. Right. And like Al Pacino says, like, down goes your career. You're just getting your ass kicked every week, and people just know you for getting your ass kicked. Right. So he's like, that's that's his plot line of the film. And then at the end, he gets his redemption by actually doing his own stunt once again and using the torch and clapping Shorty in the pool 
and then living to tell them and, and that shit was to, a parody dude uh, yeah it was it again it was i'm gonna explain that too but like him him doing that was also like a w for him like he felt great about that he's like he's like you know what yeah i i fucking torched there like yeah like i did that like I still have that, I still have that torch that I used in in the fist of McCluck, uh, McCluskey, whatever that movie's called that he starred in. Right. And and the guy complimented him about it. He's like, "Oh shit! Like I love that movie." And then like again, he starts realizing like people actually really do fuck with him. Right. So that makes him feel good. So that plot line ends with him actually being introduced to um, Sharon Tate, who was pregnant and alive in in the Tarantino verse. And happily ever after. And happily ever after. And then now Brad Pitt's character is the stuntman who the stuntman in Hollywood is basically a real life superhero. He takes all the hits. Right. He's the most underappreciated person on the set. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms yeah. of acting. And he gets his just due as well. Like he's here being being Rick Dalton's fucking gopher, like he says. Like, I'm your driver. Like I just drive you around, but like We've we've been we've been hanging out so long that I appreciate it. Like I I'm just along for the ride, man. Like whatever you do, I'm here to support you. Even in the end, when he tells him like, "Yo, like I can't afford you anymore. Like I got a wife now. Like I got to take care of her and all this stuff. Like like I'm not really getting gigs anymore." And even still, Brad Pitt is like, "Yo, it's all good. Like he's in his own bubble. He's in his own world. Like no matter That's what, I'm guy, gonna be chilling. Yo. Like That's my guy. Exactly. Like he's a great friend. So Brad Pitt also again like. The relationship with his dog Brandy again also noted right there in, in uh, early on in the movie, where he's just like, "All right, where is this going? Like, why are they showing his dog? Like, what's the importance of all this?" It all comes back in the end, bro. Like, and him even making Bruce Lee look like a whole dickhead, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Again, like, like just taking that that kind of um, mythical, like he's like like Tarantino made Cliff Booth seem like this kind of mythical stunt man, like. Yo, you heard he killed his wife on a boat. Like, yo, like he was that guy who fucking put Bruce Lee through mysterious. a car door. Like, yeah, he like mysterious. he was like this, he was just this cool badass that is just like, yo, what the fuck? So that all came together in the end. And obviously Sharon Tate's fate is is nice and sealed and and with a bow on top. So the movie is basically meta. It's just a meta representation of what Hollywood is and was. And I think that people just got to give it another shot if you don't understand it. And if right. you just straight up didn't like it, it's fine too. Like, it's, it's just... Go hug your mom. Yeah, go hug your mom. But And the, and Guys, the violence in the end was, again, meta because we go to like these movies... Exactly. We go to these movies to be entertained. And Tarantino has always been very headstrong about... Um, violence in his films. He's like, fam, like, I do it because I like it, because it's fun, because people, when they watch my movies, they enjoy it. Like, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, Hateful Eight. And I just named all his movies, and Death Proof. All of these have a moment or moments of hyper-violence, of, of ultra-violence that are just over the top, blood spurting everywhere. And I've had a blast every single moment of it. And that that's a um a good topic that maybe we could talk about um Perfect. on another on another episode. Um movies, like just in general. Because there's sometimes, you know, people might go into watch a movie, like let's say like the Joker, right? Mm -hmm. And they say they say they don't like it because and then, you know, 
you ask, you know, give me a reason why you didn't like the movie. And it's like, oh, it was too real. You know, sometimes people go to the movies because they want to escape real life. And I feel like that's what Tarantino did with this movie. You know, sometimes you go because you want to not not live in a fantasy, but for the next two to three hours, you kind of just want to forget about all your problems exactly. like that you have. And you want to be, like you said, entertained. And nonetheless, no matter if the story, you know, stuck well with some people or not, it was an entertaining ass movie. You know, you have big stars and you're in Hollywood. So, you know, you already have that that visual that you're in Hollywood. You're with these guys. You're with Brad Pitt in the car. You know, let's go. Let's go for a ride. Two to three hours uh, of uh, of a just fun movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's why some you know, depending on who you ask, and that's why I I, I kind of want to talk about this further in another another episode. Is yeah, like you know, can you know? So because me personally, if I like the movie, I like it. it. Doesn't matter if it made me feel too real. Doesn't matter if it made me go into like a fantasy world you know but it it varies between people you know some people just strictly like you know i like real shit i want to see real world stuff i don't want to see like explosions here i don't want to see this or that and some people are the complete opposite you know they're like hey i want to go to a movie have a good laugh have a good time forget about all the real world problems and that's the beauty of cinema is you can do whatever so Guys, uh, thank you for uh, listening to our breakdown of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We will now, we'll <laughs> now I, I break took it down, easy there. I took it easy we'll, there too. We'll break down uh, <laughs> Little Women now, uh, <laughs> another Oscar-nominated movie. Uh, no, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, so just to just to you know, uh, briefly, we have Marriage Story and Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I started, yeah. Movies. Marriage Story, That's... I got like 10 minutes into it and I had to go home. So like I couldn't right. finish watching it. But it's, uh, two movies that Scarlett Johansson is in. So congrats to her. Yeah, she so is... shout out to ScarJo. Let me give you a round of applause here. Yeah. ScarJo been putting in work, bro. Right. And she's Marriage also Story... an underrated actress, by the way. I don't. She I, is. I think that people like give her like a lot of shit for the roles that she's taken or the roles that she stepped away from for scrutiny or whatever. Like, I mean, right. she's kind of buns for that, but whatever is fine. I still love you, Scarjo. <laughs> but um, Adam Driver, aka Kylan Solo, is in Marriage Story as well. It's on Netflix for anyone interested in watching. It's basically um, a what if, <laughs> right? Yep. If Black Widow and, and Ben Solo were married. Yeah, um, and Jojo Rabbit has Taika Waititi. Uh, so another what if, uh, Black Widow and Korg, if they met. Yeah, you heard you hear that Zoom. Taika Waititi is nominated for Oscars, so hold that. <laughs> uh, uh, we mentioned uh, Little Women. So all these movies I still need to watch. And uh, 1917, which I heard was also Ooh, tremendous. I want to see that. That looks and, crazy. And Parasite. So I do believe I will watch all of them before February 9th so I can have an accurate... You that uh, ass? Hell yeah. Nah, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to see. I have no excuse to not see anything there. Bro, I'm not going to say how I can watch them. Yeah, of course not. Because that's none of my business, bro. That's it's none, none of anybody's business. business. Exactly. None of, the, none of the listeners' business. Exactly. Don't worry about but, how we see it. Guys, you know what is your business? I want every single one of you that listens to DM us on Instagram at Comic Gods with a Z. DM us or or comment wherever you find plausible, wherever you find you can. 
comment topics that you want to hear us talk about. Like Ariel said, like like Ozymandia said, it don't matter what it's about. We'll try and to we'll try to bring it up. We'll try to talk about it. I tried this new thing here today where we talked about these best pictures. And I had a blast. I completely forgot we were recording. I thought Ariel was just spitting facts at me. <laughs> and I was so entertained. So I can't imagine why you wouldn't be entertained as well. So please, please DM us, message us, comment on our post, what you would like us to talk about. Um, you know, we have a couple of good things. We have a couple of things coming up, like Birds of Prey, the Oscars. We should we should do one for the Oscars. No, nah, no, that us. Like I'm, I'm actually really down to to kick it. Like I mean, I don't know if y'all down to get on a call or whatever, but I'm I'm with it to get on a call after the Oscars or during the show, like to do a live kind of podcast. Ooh. I'm with it, bro. Not I'm right. with that. Actually, wait, that might. I don't know if we might get copyrighted for that or anything, but. I don't know. Nah, we just uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure but, it out. But yeah, guys, look forward to our like we obviously gonna be back next week because right. consistency once once a week now, guys. Um, the we still don't have a particular date in the week. It could be a Saturday. It could be a Tuesday. It could be whenever. Yeah. But it's it's on a weekly drop now. Um, twenty twenty, we coming in hot. We coming for all y'all tops real quick. All of y'all <laughs> comic book podcasters. Y'all ain't got shit on us. Yeah, look at that. I'm dropping a bomb on that. (laughs) Throwing shots again. I'm just joking. If y'all want to come join us, you're more than welcome. But you have to be a villain. You can't be a good guy. All right? But thank you all for listening once again. And make sure to follow and subscribe. Yep. And um, once again, uh, shout out to Tarantino. (laughs) 